Hi, I'm Jake Devonball, and welcome to Jake's Happy Nostalgia Show, a podcast where me and my friends talk about nostalgic moments and pop culture from our childhoods. We interview people such as actors, producers, composers, puppeteers, and more. We'll be sharing our favorite memories, talk about behind-the-scenes moments, and so much more. I'm your host, Jake Devonball, and welcome to this Jake's Happy Nostalgia Show episode. What's going on, you guys? And welcome to another episode of Jake's Happy Nostalgia Show, where nostalgia comes alive. I'm your co-host, Wyatt. I'm not the host. But um, we have our co-host, Chris Bixby, Matt Bingle, and the guy that messes up the most more than anyone on Jake's Happy Nostalgia Show, the host himself, Jake Duffenball. Right. <laughs> we're good. We're very good. We're great. We're great. We got an exciting interview. This guy yes. is on the original Frog Rock, did some Canadian musicals, Beano on 2 b and Beano, Bruce the Grill on the Mighty Jungle, and he's currently doing Brandon Bear on Miss Persona. Here he is, Mike Peterson. How are you today, Mike? I'm just fine. Thank you. This is a, a pleasure to uh, speak with you today. It is. It's a pleasure to speak with you also. Yes. The first okay. question, for we know who we are. We know who you are. Yeah. For, but for, for, for people who don't know, tell us a little about yourself. Okay, I am a Canadian actor, and yeah. sometimes I work as a puppeteer. Most mm-hmm. of my work is known as uh, as 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 a puppeteer. Yeah. Uh, as you said in your introduction, I'm Binu on Tupi and Binu, and I'm yep. Bruce on the Mighty Jungle. I don't even know if those shows are still playing, but they are on my resume. They are on yeah. <laughs> IMDb for anyone to find out. Currently, I play Brandon Bear on yep. a nominated series called Miss Persona that I'm very, very proud of. We're very happy with it. I've seen a bit of it. It's pretty good. Um, but before I got into television, I, I uh, concentrated mostly on in uh, live theater. And, and yep. for that matter, good old-fashioned children's theater. We have a tradition here in Canada where... <laughs> A company of actors will travel across the country in a van and stay in hotels and perform in gymnasiums, school gymnasiums. Now, if you you know, you you guys might remember uh, a troop of actors coming to your gymnasium. Well, that's what I used to do. Oh, wow. (laughs) wow. I did that kind of work. And it's actually an excellent training ground for any actor because you just. I bet. Sounds like it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so how, how did you first get into like puppetry and acting? Well, I have to trace that back all the way to my early childhood uh, watching TV. Yeah, we have um, we have our own Canadian children's television up here, slightly different from what you guys had. And don't forget, my personal nostalgia stretches all the way back to the 60s. OK, wow. so, so wow, while that's... kids, while American kids of the 60s are watching Fred Rogers. Yeah, we up yes. here in Canada were watching Mister Dress Up, which oh, wow. was the Ooh. same formula: a uh, human host and his puppet friends. And another <laughs> Canadian show on at exactly the same time was called uh, The Friendly Giant, and same thing: a human host and his puppet friends. I was a kid riveted to those shows. I actually loved them wow. to the point where I, I kept on watching them until I was well into my teenage years. Uh, my friends wow. were a little bit worried about me. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you still watching those shows? <laughs> little did they know that I was actually doing 
personal research. And my grandmother noticed that I was watching these shows yeah. when I was very young. And she saw me watching these early, early puppet shows on TV. She made puppets for me, just simple puppets, socks with buttons sewn on for eyes, you know. Yeah. But it, it was right. something for me to put my hand into and to practice along with the characters as I was watching them. Oh, wow. wow. So that's, that is where it started. Um, I that's did my awesome. very first show for my very first audience when I was eight years old in yeah. grade three. And that was a show that my grandmother helped me to design and build. And she sent me to school one day with a cardboard box that was cut in the shape of a castle. And wow. my grade three teacher allowed me to perform a show at the front of the class. That was my first audience. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's really yeah. cool. Now, the, the way it slowly evolved into a professional career, that's yeah. a slightly longer story, but I'll just keep it short. I was learning to be an actor at yeah. university, and we did uh, sort of an exercise one day. Sometimes we use neutral mask to, and we, you know, the theory is it will unlock certain things. Uh, an actor will learn body language if he can't use his face and so on. Yeah. And this other time, we were using puppets. The theory being, what can audiences see in a puppet and what can the actors convey when they've got an object yeah. in their hands and that very exercise awakened my early childhood it awakened wow. all the puppets that yeah. my grandmother made for me uh that audience was my my teachers and my peers at university so now i'm dealing with a with a, a room full of adults and even yeah. then that room full of adults responded the same way as my class of fellow eight-year-olds in grade three Every little move that I made seemed to garner a laugh or a yeah. reaction or a gasp. And it really just wow. lit a fire in my guts. I just thought, wow, I, I, I must be onto something here. And I was inspired to the point where I actually dropped out of university after oh, wow. that year. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. My goal oh. was to um, uh, run away and join the circus. And that's what I did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's crazy. That's, that is crazy. So who were who some of your uh, inspirations? Well, early on, I was inspired by uh, Judith Lawrence. And I didn't even know that name until uh, um, many years later. Yeah. But she's the performer who uh, played Casey and Finnegan on Mr. Dress Up. Oh, wow. Um, mm -hmm. uh, I was inspired by early Sesame Street. See, I can remember yeah. the very first episode of Sesame Street. Oh, wow. Yeah. In 1969, I was seven years old. And I remember really enjoying the Muppets and the 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 wit and yeah. the yeah. accuracy of those performances. So Jim Henson became an early hero of mine. yeah, even yeah. alongside yeah. Sesame Street and before the uh, Muppet Show became so popular. There were these early television specials. I don't know if you guys ever caught wind of these, but I guess we're going back to the late sixties, early seventies. Shows like. Uh, the Muppet Musicians of Bremen. No. Okay. No, I've never heard of it. I've seen them. Yeah. Have you, have you seen those? those Matt's, yeah, Matt's, they're, Matt's they're, the biggest Muppet fan of the world. Okay. They're so fantastic. that's ancient history now. They were actually made yeah. in Canada way back in the day. That's why Jim that's Henson, right. Henson had a, a relationship with the, the CBC in Canada was that he came here and used CBC studios, a CBC camera crew, and, uh, and he brought all his puppeteers up with him people who he was working with on uh, Sesame Street and the Muppet Show, uh, these early CBC specials, Muppet Musicians of Bremen and uh, Cinderella and, and shows like that. Yeah. 
And, yeah. and uh, I remember really, really loving those. So I guess those were my uh, my earliest inspirations, Jim Henson and, and, and some of the early Canadian puppeteers. Yeah. That's and awesome. then, then later yeah. on, you got to work with him on Labyrinth and Fraggle Rock. That's right. Yeah. Yes. That was a that was a lucky time for all concerned, uh, and yeah. it was kind of the same as those early CBC specials. Yeah. Jim Henson came to Canada. He already had a relationship with with uh, Canadian crew and Canadian studios. Yeah. And and uh, so it was a CBC Jim Henson co production. Yeah. He brought his main cadre of performers up from new york they were housed here in toronto for four years to oh, perform wow. the main fraggles but the deal was jim you gotta hire some local canadian talent that's you gotta do it yeah so in addition to the camera crew which came with the studio space they also agreed to uh cast out auditions for what they called background puppeteers yeah and, oh, and okay. so there we were. And and how lucky for us that, that we could literally rub elbows with yeah. these guys for, for that period of time. We were mm -hmm. fraggles for crowd scenes. Yeah. We were anonymous doozers walking around. We were rock creatures crawling on the rocks. Uh, and every once in a while, we'd get what's called an upgrade where we'd have like a line to speak. And that was always very thrilling. Cause it's like, you know, we're going to walk by and we'll go, hi, Gobo, how's it going? And that's the end of our performance. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. These are thrilling opportunities. And, and we learned a lot. And another part of the idea with all of that, in addition to being hired and having a job was that this was kind of an apprenticeship. Yeah. We are learning from the best puppeteers in the world. And we knew yeah. that we, we knew that we were in a very privileged position. Yeah. Yes. Speaking of Fraggle Rock, have you seen the new one? If not, have you heard it's back? I've I've heard that it's back, and yeah. I know that they again came to Canada. It wasn't yeah. Toronto this time, though. It yeah. was Calgary, um, and almost the same model as before, where the main Fraggles were uh, Americans up yeah. from the states. Yeah. And and yeah. again, they cast a net out to yeah. Canadians for the for the background parts. Um, I, they passed me by this time, uh, but that's okay. I understand yeah. why they did it. It's uh, pretty good. The, well, yeah, there's a whole new, a whole new generation of eager young performers. Yeah, which is exactly yes. what we all were 40 years ago. Exactly. So, mm -hmm. of course, you know, yeah. we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna. It's their turn now, and I'm, I'm very, I'm very thrilled for anyone who had the opportunity to be there. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Exactly. For that matter, the main guys, the main guys all had to be mostly replaced uh, because. Well, Jim has passed away, of course, all this time later. Jerry. Uh, Jerry Larry. Nelson, who yeah. is Gobo, he's gone. Uh, Steve Whitmire is no longer with Henson Associates. And I I, 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 I don't know all the juice. John Tartaglia. Story. That's some yeah. kind of story. And then, and John, John, and then yeah, John Tartaglia has done a great job with uh, Gobo. Yeah, Death. amazing. Definitely dead. Oh, wow. Okay, well, good. I'll have to, I'll have to try and, and watch it then, for sure. It's good. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. Awesome. Um, so we kind of we kind of talked a little bit about uh, you know Fraggle Rock and how that came about. Do you have a favorite episode or song? Huh. Good question. Um, I'm really quite fond of. Uh, oh gosh, I can't remember the title offhand. But do you? If you know the show really well, there's there's one episode where Matt does. <laughs> Well, okay. <laughs> Matt, Matt even has the book. Matt has the book. Matt, show the book. Yeah, it's it, it's back here. Um, actually, I have two. Yeah, but, Matt has uh, two of the books. The the main important one. Um, yeah, look there's at this. this one that came out. Uh, what was about a year ago. 
Um, it's the ultimate visual history. It's very beautiful. Yeah, look at that. Uh, let me uh, wow. get across for it. Yeah, it's it's a whole bunch. It's a basically a history, and it's got all these beautiful, beautiful pictures and behind the scenes. Uh, I can't really find a good example at the moment, but uh, it's very yeah. beautiful. Um, yeah. To anyone, to anyone who's a fan of the def- definitely it's it's definitely a read. It's wow, very that beautiful. Looks, yeah, that looks great. I didn't even know that that book existed. Yeah, yeah it's it, it's it's been Not out for like a, like a like a year. I, I I think it's been out for like a year. Okay. Yeah. Well, the there's an episode from either the third season or the fourth season. Yeah, where where Wembley gets superpowers and he can fly yes that's right yes i think i remember that yeah yes one of the really important things that the writers were always uh intent upon was that the stories weren't just stories they were always a way to illuminate one of the characters or to um uh, teach the characters something about social harmony and and how how we can with people so there's always these there's always a subtext to any fragile rock story now Wembley is always the bumbling one. He's a little bit confused. He's a little bit unsure. He's only right. always trying to wemble from one decision to yeah. another. And and, yeah. and 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 so for him to gain a superpower, this is a this is a big deal for him. And his particular superpower, this episode, was that he could fly. Oh wow! Now, this this yep. episode uh, sort of sticks That's out of awesome. my memory because um, I felt a real kinship with Steve Whitmire, and I do believe it was mutual. He actually said to me more than once, uh, "Mike, you remind me of me," because apparently when I first showed up on the set of Fraggle Rock, I was so awestruck, my eyes were so wide, and I was just so so uh, uh, wonderstruck by the whole experience. That that's what Steve was like apparently when he first started with the Muppets. So Steve Mm. would now sometimes the main Fraggle guys would ask for an assistant. Um, I don't know if you know how these Muppets work, but there's a hand inside moving the mouth. Yeah. Usually uh, another one rod for a puppet. And sometimes a puppeteer will ask for an assistant to stand over here on this side and just help out by keeping the other arm alive. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Jerry Nelson would always ask for Gord Robertson. They sort of were, oh, wow. uh, yes. and, um, uh, Dave Golds would always ask for Bob Stutt because they were, they became sort of simpatico that way. Well, increasingly as the seasons went on, um, uh, Steve Whitmire used to ask for me. It was really quite an honor and I, I felt, oh, wow. and I did it. Mm-hmm. So this, this episode yeah. where, where Wembley can fly. Mm-hmm. wanted yeah. Wembley's arms to be out and sort of coasting like an airplane like this yeah. and, and yeah. or swimming sometimes or banking turns like Christopher Weave would do in the Superman movie. Yeah. And, yeah. and together we would choreograph what those moves were and how it would turn with the background and the camera work and how Wembley would fly. Mm-hmm. So if you watch that episode now and you see Wembley flying, just know that those are my arms. That's awesome. That's, yeah. that's awesome. Did you have a U.S. question? Well, are you still able to do the voices of your fucker rock characters? Well, actually I didn't have any. I was, I was a background performer doing anonymous voiceless yeah creatures um except there was there were two that i did um and again yeah. these were just background guys with like one or two lines yeah uh fergus yeah one of my characters he was in the audience 
I guess the, the gathered crowd, the audience will say, right. of, yeah. a, of yeah. a fraggle hockey type game. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. he was this, he was a sort of a bucktooth character. Uh, and, and I think he just sort of said, oh, wow. like, hey, this is a fun game, I think. Yeah. Uh, well, how about you? Yeah. I think sort of, <laughs> just, just kind of like that. I can barely remember doing that. And yeah. I also remember Pedley. Yeah. Pedley. Yes. Yeah. Now he had a, he had a magic, yeah. he was an artist. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. that's right. Paintbrush that Moki found that allowed her to paint just as well as Pedley could. Right. Wow. Mm-hmm. And I put Pedley, I put Pedley way up yeah. here. Oh, look at the magnificent <laughs> artwork. Uh, and I think I might have done Bailiff Doozer. Oh, Bailiff Doozer, that's right. Bailiff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, uh-huh. I, I think my Bailiff Doozer was down around oh, here wow. somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's Guys, a, this is 40 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's us. Yeah. So, so before we get to the show, Jake, you want to talk about, there's a question. I'm kind of curious. I saw this on your IMDb page. I'm dying to know. Did you work on the show Wilbur? Because it says you're the background puppeteer on that show on IMDb. Yeah. Well, Wilbur, first yes. of all, there, there, are, there might be a few shows that are called Wilbur, ironically. I love Wilbur. <laughs> Wilbur's amazing. Mm. I grew up on that show. Well, can you describe which one? Because it the might calf. be Wilbur the cow. Wilbur the cow. That's right. Yep. Oh, good. Okay, so you do remember nice. it. Yeah, I now, do too. That, yeah. yeah, Wilbur the cow, and and there was a rooster and a yeah uh, and a and a duck. Yeah, okay, and a lamb. So, yep. now, uh, the lamb. Yeah, and a lamb. Oh, well. Okay. Well, this is neat. Uh, you you are the first people who I've ever met who remember that show. Wow. wow. It's, it's that is, that's crazy. That's, no, that's I'm serious. Awesome. I thought I thought that it just came and went and disappeared. It's still on YouTube. Wow. It's on YouTube oh. now. Somebody, oh, yeah. You're lucky, Wyatt. Okay. Lucky. Wow. There were 12 puppeteers who worked yeah. on that show. Three huh. puppeteers per character. Okay. Wow. So there's something coming into the back. So for instance, I'm the I'm the duck's feet, just so you know. Okay. Full yeah. disclosure, I'm the duck's feet. Yeah. <laughs> my, friend, <laughs> my friend Tim Gosley is in the back of Dash's head, and she's uh, yes. that's, yeah, that's how the mouth opens and closes. Yeah. And he's yeah. also the one in charge of her body, sort of yeah. so that the body and the head can move together. Mm-hmm. Wendy Welsh, another Canadian puppeteer, she's the wings of Dash of the Duck. So she's yeah. in behind putting her hands into these soft wings. And I'm down here underneath both of them with my fingers on tiny little rods that come out of the heels of the duck's feet. So yeah. I am oh, wow. the duck's feet. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Mm. Yeah. And all, all four of those puppets each had three puppeteers. And we were wow. in front of blue screen. Uh, oh. in front of, in, actually, in front of blue, everything. We're dressed yeah. completely oh. in blue. The, the, the room was yeah. completely blue. And even if you see mm. a character sitting on a fence post or something, that fence post was a, was a, a fat blue tube. Oh, wow. And mm-hmm. later, the computer replaces all of that blue with a barnyard setting. Yeah. Wow. Now, the evolution, yeah, of the, the evolution of the technology for Wilbur was that the the replacing of the scenery was not done in post-production it -hmm. was done in real time as we were watching it yeah wow so yeah that's crazy yeah so and sometimes like we're looking at our monitors which is how a puppeteer frames their performance they're looking at a monitor and and that's that's how they um gauge their work yeah we look look at the monitor and we can see this barnyard setting even though the room around us is all blue yeah The awkward thing about how early we were in this technology was that sometimes the computer generating it 
would crash. Oh, wow. And, and, you know, it, and so we would have to reboot the computer. Sometimes we would have to, and mind you, we're in Toronto, right? So, so yeah. uh, the, the proprietors of this software were still in LA, I think. Mm-hmm. And we would have to make emergency phone calls to the tech support in LA to reboot <laughs> our scenery. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, that's funny. <laughs> that's funny. Okay, I can imagine how much of a challenge that probably was for everyone. Oh, man. <laughs> we need the, uh, it air on discovery kids here in the u.s is how i found out about it yeah oh yeah i remember yeah is it uh, is it well liked is it a good show yeah it's a good show it was, like it, it was a good show i think i was it it's, correct me if I, why it wasn't that like something that would air like in between shows or yes what, or some yeah, yeah. Mm. it's been a long time since i've seen yeah. it but um so i, I know uh, like why i mentioned jakey wanted to ask about a certain show that you did that aired on, on sprout in the u.s yeah they aired on sprout what show oh. is that jakey oh of course matt you take over matt you okay. when you're no wow nice timing um i was <laughs> I, I was i was actually working through this book trying to find behind the scenes uh there's this one dated 1982 i want to show this uh oh wow these are just one of the fascinating photos <laughs> uh there's there's richard hunt right yep. here uh yep. not the fraggles right oh, there yeah, richard hunt. um oh, one of one of the many yeah. beautiful one of the many beautiful photos from this book it's really amazing J- jakey's um, back jakey you were supposed right, to ask back. your question wow so so anyway so yeah jake jake has a question about a certain sprout show that you uh worked on yes or a show that it? aired on sprout yes i, I remember so much um so what was it like to work on a mighty jungle yeah Oh, I just love the Mighty Jungle. It's yeah. actually one of my favorite nice. things I have ever done. That's uh, that awesome. Was shot in uh, Halifax, Nova Scotia. Yeah. And exported afterwards, uh, not only to uh, CBC here in Canada, but also it was on, I think it was on Treehouse for a little while and yeah. Sprout down in the States. Yeah. We mm-hmm. loved that show because it was only That's 11 awesome. minutes long each episode. Yeah. And yeah. The, the writers treated the comedy as seriously as they possibly could by which i mean it was a sitcom for preschoolers okay so we know that the audience is three and four years old but we're serving them up uh, as 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 sophisticated comedy as we can um bruce and babu are are the abbott and costello of the jungle yeah and uh and the rhino is their is their foil and there's going to be a beginning and a middle and an end and and um and the whole caveat of the kids Telling stories meant that the writers had to find little sound bites of these kids that were interviewed way, way in advance, find yeah. these little sound bites and stitch together a script and then create a story out of that. But there we were, uh, Frank Meshkalite, Wendy Welch, and I yeah, on for- the floor creating mm-hmm. creating comedy yeah. as best we can. And and um, I just, I, it's, it's um, to this day, Bruce the Gorilla is uh, one of my favorite characters of all time. I, that's uh, awesome. That I, is, I, that's amazing. That is awesome. And I know we reached out to Frank about being on here, but he declined to say they doesn't want to reveal something i think is what it was yeah frank's uh frank's um very uh private guy yeah he just wishes to remain anonymous yeah yeah that's completely understandable how about you ask a question you haven't asked one um no i haven't uh how about you how about you wait a bit there's questions coming up two questions you should ask coming up you know we can ask the next one you can ask the next one i'm about to say um There, there's another uh, show that you worked on called Toopy and Binu. How did yeah. you, yeah. you, you end the role of uh, Binu? Well, it was 
Now that's a puppet show based on a cartoon. Which oh wow! Based, based on a book, um, a Canadian, mm. a French Canadian book, Tupi and Binu, that was later a cartoon. Uh, and Frank Meshkalite is and always has been the voice of Tupi. Yes. Right. And he loved performing that so much that when they when they stopped producing the cartoon, he he couldn't. <laughs> it's like he couldn't give the character up. He was just <laughs> keep it going. Wow. And and his idea was to create a puppet show out of it, puppets that that were that so closely resembled the animated versions that you'd almost think that this was a 3d upgrade uh, that, yeah. that, that was kind of the goal and and um i was flattered that frank invited me to perform binu the lovely thing about wow. binu is that he is mute mm -hmm. he does not speak he has no voice he has no lines but uh binu is a very important um sort of a cipher for the audience yeah the kids really relate to binu binu's the one who loves tupi loves to mm -hmm. follow him, him yeah. around yep. and 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 he's the one who will turn the camera sometimes mm -hmm. with, it's almost like he has a wink wink nudge nudge relationship with the audience as if to say can you believe this guy uh, uh, but, but <laughs> like, look at the fun we're having and so my job mm -hmm. was to follow tupi around and turn the camera into every once in a while and crack a smile and then continue on yeah. the adventure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I know, I know, I know. Jakey wants to know. Back to the mighty jungle. Are you still able to do the voice of Bruce the gorilla? Oh, you bet. Yeah. Um. Uh, we. I wanted to come down from what Frank was doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, uh, Frank. Frank put uh, Frank put uh, Babu sort of up here in this kind of a range. <laughs> yeah. And so we needed a contrast <laughs> to that if this is going to be Abbott and Costello. And so I brought I brought Bruce all the way down here. There you go. Oh my god! Very first, the very first read through, uh, sitting around the table on day one of shooting, uh, one of Bruce's lines was, "Oh, I didn't think I counted." And the next <laughs> part of that scripted line was, "Ha ha ha," meaning the character laughs. Yeah. Now, one of the first right. things that an actor learns way back in drama school when you're a kid yeah. is that you see ha 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 in a script that's actor's choice yes you're supposed to laugh but yeah. you choose how to laugh and you choose why you're laughing yeah so so i'm a gorilla i'm a big friendly gorilla i saw mm. the words ha 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 but wait what came out of my mouth instead was Oh, I didn't think I counted. That's awesome. And actually, my That's inspiration amazing. for that was Andy Circus's performance as King Kong. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. I don't know if you remember, but um, there's a sequence at the, on the cliffside where Naomi Watts is doing this um, uh, mime vaudeville thing to entertain Kong. Yeah. And mm. Kong knocks her cane out from under her and she falls down. And Kong kind of laughs at that. Mm -hmm. That that was that was what happened with Bruce's laugh. He's kind of wondering about this, but do, do you still keep in touch with anyone who works on that show? Oh, absolutely! Yeah, Frank and I are good friends to this day. Um, Wendy Welsh and I are still good friends to this day. Wendy would be cool to talk to. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. If you guys want to talk to Wendy, I, I, I'm sure she'd be. Um, I just have to find her contact info. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, uh i'll i'll check with her and see if she's um willing she might be the same as frank she might be intensely right. private you just let me know through email right yeah right. i'll let so, you know okay right so yeah. you also talk about a little, a little bit about about what about your favorite episode of rock and walk do you all do you also have a favorite episode in my jungle 
Oh boy. Yeah. Um, I can't remember the name of this episode and I can't remember the particulars of the story, but there is one episode where Bruce has a song. Oh, I love to be a gorilla. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh yes. And I, 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 do, that, yeah. I do remember that quite a bit. Uh, there's a, there's an episode where Bruce and Babu climb a beanstalk and end up in the clouds and they find a castle made of ice cream. Yeah. And they sing oh, mm. that ice cream. Yeah. Wow. Oh, I quite like that one. There's uh, Bruce and Babu become superheroes at one point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. I, I, I quite remember that one. I, I, yeah. I, I love it's been a while since I watched that show. So well, <laughs> I, I actually I watched yeah, the first same. episode earlier today so I can, you know, get back to it. Not sure, you know. Yeah. Is it great? Is it Chris, playing down there in the states? I, I on, on TV, I don't think so anymore. But there, 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 there's a couple episodes on YouTube, but no, I don't think it's playing anymore. Yeah. Okay. Chris, how about you ask the next mm-hmm. one? Speak of my jungle, because I know you wanted to know this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, are any are like any of the mighty jungle puppets still around? Yes, they are. They're in the care of their original designer, yeah. uh, a local puppet tier whose name is jason hopley yeah yeah oh yeah oh wow oh wow yeah that's that's really awesome <laughs> yeah yeah i asked i remember asking jason one time if i could please have bruce just for my own archive you know i've got a shelf right. of, of a few mm-hmm. things and, and I, it's not like I, I want to exploit him or or anything i just yeah. want to have him and and he'd have a loving home here um <laughs> strangely yeah. enough yeah. i haven't heard back <laughs> <Aww. Okay. Aww. laughs> yeah and which for those who are watching and listening jason hopley uh for all you Di- for all you disney fans did ah uh, in the when uh yeah. Yes. Where it's on Playhouse Disney. Yeah. That's awesome. So Great. you touched on him a bit. How did Brandon Bear come about? That is uh, a, a, due to a relationship that I developed with a young uh, filmmaking student. Yeah. Who's no longer a young filmmaking student. He's yeah. now a full fledged television producer. Oh, when I first wow. met him, mm. Brandon Lane was a student at Ryerson here in Toronto. And he yeah. was very ambitious. He, he decided to mount a puppet a puppet TV show as his thesis production. Yeah. And he auditioned local puppeteers, and yeah. we all auditioned for the part of Alfredo Tomato. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> and I got the part of Good Alfredo girl, Tomato. Yeah. And, um, and he said, yes. by the way, I can't pay you or anything, but if you'd like to make more Alfredo, we'd love to have you. Yeah. So we made like six or seven episodes of Alfredo Tomato when there was never any money in the mix at all. And I didn't mm-hmm. really want any. I was just having fun with these guys. A group yeah. of young students, ambitious and yeah. and, uh, uh, and fun to be with. And they liked me. They really, really liked me. So it was kind of neat. Awesome. Years yeah. later, mm. Brandon is the executive producer of a preschool series that has a full green light and a full production value, including money to pay the talent. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, and he and his now wife, Kimberly Persona, needed a yellow teddy bear to be the best friend of Miss Persona. Yeah. Oh, wow. And, there you uh, go. And so it was me after all those wow. years. They remembered wow. me. He's awesome. Wow. It is the honor of my life. It is my favorite show. It's, it's amazing. Oh, I've, seen, wow. I've seen a clip of it yesterday and it's just awesome. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. awesome, Matt. Since you're the biggest fan of this musical out of anybody, how about you ask the next question? Okay, <laughs> I so get, get the book question. if you want to, because I know it's you about time. Oh, gee, thanks. Gee, just, thanks just, to make it, just, so, just so he knows what we're talking about. Oh, okay. it's quite, yeah, it's a okay. question about it's a certain good. musical that you were credited for. Credited okay. for? 
Uh, that being the Canadian version of Avenue Q. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You're credited on yeah. the Muffet Wiki. Yeah. Um, well, that... The very first Canadian production of are you are you all dressed up there as uh no. <laughs> that's, that, that, that's our good that's our co-host Marty Monster. Marty Monster, yep. Nice you're, to meet you. Nice to meet you too. Your your fur matches your book. Yes. <laughs> I, I, oh, I wish I, I wish I wrote this book, but <laughs> <laughs> it has a, uh, it has the whole script in there and everything. Yeah, it's uh, got the entire script in here. Um uh, how did how did that come to be about? for okay. a Canadian well, production. Yeah, well, do you know the, the basic history of Avenue Q, how it started yes. off-Broadway? Yes, and, yeah, okay. off-Broadway well, and then Broadway. And then Broadway, exactly. Well, mm-hmm. it took a little while, but it eventually started to happen that they would sub-license productions outwards to other people. So now even high schools are doing it sometimes. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know, and that, that's, that was a long time coming, and it was inevitable, of course, um, but it did eventually happen. And the very first Canadian production was uh, almost exactly 10 years ago. Oh, wow. uh, a theater company here called Lower Ossington Theater, which unfortunately doesn't exist anymore. They're literally a casualty of the pandemic. <laughs> uh. but, but back when they de- did exist, they used to employ eager, young, triple threats. Do you know that expression, triple threat? Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. In, music- in, in musical theater circles, a triple threat is someone who can act and sing and dance. Yeah. Right. So oh, wow. These, That's um, right. These, tri- these triple threats. And this is a company of triple Crazy. threats. So they're doing a lot of musicals all the time. They're doing Beauty, Beauty and the Beast and Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. And, and you name it, they're doing it. And the yep. very first Canadian production of Avenue Q was with this group of, of young triple threats. But now they needed to be quadruple threats. Yeah. They can already act, they can already sing, and they can already dance, but none of them had ever had a puppet on their hands before. Oh, wow. So they oh. reached out to me and said, can you teach us puppetry? Um, and I'd never taught puppetry before. Yeah. It's almost like I had to teach myself how to teach. Yeah. Um, and in so doing, I really was able to sort of strip basic muppetry down to its essentials and train this group of of uh musical theater performers yeah what it is to have a puppet on your hands mm-hmm. and so that's that's how that came about that's cool yeah that's awesome mm-hmm. that's awesome so like uh any specific uh fun experiences from performing in avenue q well, I actually didn't perform in Avenue Q. I taught the performers. Yeah. Um, ah. what, uh, uh, here, here's an anecdote from the very first production, actually. Uh, the night after the opening of Avenue Q here in Toronto, the actor playing, oh, I won't even identify the actor, actually. It's uh, <laughs> no names. Uh, but one of the actors blew out his voice. Wow. Oh, wow. Oh. And was unable to perform vocally. They could still move around and 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 flap the the mouth of the puppet as mm-hmm. they needed to, but there would be no voice coming out. Yeah. And so we hired, uh, hired enlisted the aid of a local musical theater fan who knew the show inside and out to come in, sit in the orchestra pit with the orchestra in front of a microphone, and perfectly sync that character's voices into the microphone in real time and oh, wow. Wow. nobody wow. nobody oh. knew the difference wow. that is crazy that's <laughs> wow. it's also kind of cool that you worked on labyrinth yeah as a goblin yeah mm-hmm. that was really neat i bet. um i uh i 
there was one day on the set of Fraggle Rock, we yeah. used to begin each week with a, a, a table read mm-hmm. where we sit and two yeah. steps usually of the yeah. day and there we are and, and start to work. And, you know, Jim was only in Toronto a few times. Like mm-hmm. he would come up sometimes from New York, visit us, direct an episode here and there, perform as Cantus the Fraggle sometimes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. On this particular Monday morning, he was at the head of the table and he was um, presiding over the read through. And he began that meeting by announcing that he was very excited about his plans for Labyrinth, and they had just secured nice. the involvement yeah. of George Lucas as executive producer. Yes, now, which now, now this, is, this was 1985, mm. and I'm a Star Wars kid from 1977. Oh, wow. So, so when he said the words George Lucas, I got all sparkly and all oogly-boogly, and, and uh, I, was, I was quietly freaking out to the point where I actually bounced up to him in the hallway after that meeting, and I said, Jim, Jim, oh, my God, I can't believe it. Jim, I'd love to work on Labyrinth. I, I was just so unbridled that he, mm-hmm. actually, he actually took me up on that. And oh wow! Invited me to 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 be a background. Now it was the same gig as Fraggle Rock. I'm yeah. a background puppeteer performing in a crowd scene, and my particular scene is dance the magic dance, jump the magic jump. Yeah, Do you know that scene. So David Bowie's mm-hmm. sitting in the room, and and he's got the crying baby and goblins all over the place. Yeah, and they all, mm-hmm. it's, it's mayhem and it's laughter and it's chaos, and then they slowly start singing that song. Well, mm-hmm. I am one of the goblins sitting on the wall that was my job oh, wow. it took a month wow. to do that job <laughs> wow. Wow. you don't know, have awesome. every day yeah yeah you haven't asked much questions go ahead and ask another one what is the most challenging part about puppeteering and acting that's a good question um i think that acting has its own challenges you learn you learn to tap into your own truth and you learn to um respect the writer's words and then you learn to speak those words as you behave truthfully and that's that's i mean people study this for years with puppeteers you're still acting yeah you are still respecting the writer's words and you're still tapping into your own truth but now you have the added technical complication of how can I make this object convey what I wish? Yeah. Mm-hmm, so, right. and, and again, that's years of study that goes into that. There are some people who do it instinctually. They just yeah. pick a thing up mm-hmm. and all of a sudden it's alive and you can see it with your own eyes. There are also others who it's never an instinct. And you can see that with your own eyes too. <laughs> and unfortunately yeah. with those people, it never will be. It kind of never will be. Yeah. And you know that. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. It's kind yeah. of it's awesome. Uh, me and Jakey and Chris are actually big into puppeteers. Me and Jakey started last yeah. year and Chris started a long time ago with uh whatnot. Yeah, with the Muppet Whatnot, yeah. He inspired him. I did. Yes. Yeah. The, the, yeah. So mm-hmm. so we've talked a lot about the projects you've done over the years. Um, can you share any projects you're working on now? Yes, I can actually. I've got I've got two things, uh, three. I've got three things yeah. I can briefly touch on. Nice. I, just, I just wrapped a show at Young People's Theater here in Toronto. Yeah. We call it YPT. Yeah, uh, it's a it's a theater dedicated to uh, performances for young people, not by young people, for young people. So these yeah. are these are professional actors, mm-hmm. professional designers artists working at the peak of their powers but the audience is kids yeah it's something something i'm very proud of and and, and canada 
well, I think maybe all of North America takes that kind of work very seriously. Mm. We just did a show called Russell's World. And mind you, we're still in the midst of this pandemic where social distancing yeah. is very important. And yeah. um, it's, it's oh, yeah. very difficult for audiences to gather. In fact, we actually haven't started doing that yet. We rehearsed Russell's World. Yeah. Not for an audience. We rehearsed it just as if it's a show and just as if it's a performance, but there was no audience present at any time. We rehearsed it for oh. cameras instead. We performed it three times with three for three different angles and then had two days devoted to close-ups and inserts. And then they edited it just like a TV show. Yeah. So it's, it is going to look like a play on TV, but it's going to be lit and designed and edited uh, in my opinion, very artfully, and I'm very, very proud of it, actually. Russell's World. Um, I think Pay on Demand, if, if you go to youngpeoplestheater.ca, you can probably find it there. Um, mm. The next thing I'm working yeah. on is a, is a TV series in Ottawa. And this is nice. an independent project, destined, I believe, for YouTube, streaming in some way. Um, my friend Matt Fickner is the mastermind behind yeah. it. Oh, it's, yeah. called, it's called Fernsby's Cryptid Critter Control. Oh, I don't ooh. think this is, this is yeah. Googleable yet, but if you go to mattficknerproductions.com, mm -hmm. he's probably got all kinds of photos of this thing already. Basically, mm -hmm. it's uh, there's no humans in the show. Everyone's a puppet. It's Ghostbusters for monsters, basically. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's awesome. Right Three characters, Joe, his nephew Tubin, and I play the third student, yeah, nice. Rusty the Robot. Ah, oh. Yeah, yeah. We, we these bumbling characters whose job it is to go and rid the neighborhood of uh, pesky critters. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. And, yeah. and after that, uh, I go to Shaw Festival Theater, uh, which is near Niagara Falls here in Canada, oh. to uh, mount a tabletop puppet show uh, all about the history of Niagara. Have you ever heard of tabletop puppetry before? No, no, no. Okay. I don't think so. Not really. It's uh, it's unlike uh, television, uh, very unlike television. Actually, the convention mm -hmm. is that you, the puppeteers are fully visible. We're not hiding behind anything or under anything. Um, we're performing our puppets in front of us on a tabletop, literally. Yeah. And um, and the audience learns to dismiss our existence if we can bring our puppets to life in our hands with enough focus and enough. Uh, attention the audience will dismiss our existence and just focus on the puppets so it's almost like this living diorama in front of us that we that we animate as we go along and um that's a show i'm actually quite proud of and it's it's uh, a remake we did it last year and we're doing it again this yeah. year yeah yeah nice. awesome matt, 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 matt i feel like you should ask this um the mouth since, since you've answered this a lot of times yeah, I. <laughs> you never asked this since you answered. I just realized that. Yeah, I've I've had to ask this question. I've had to answer this question five times. like five times out of the last like ten episodes. You poor soul, Jakey. Play <laughs> Jakey. You poor That's guy. a new yeah. thing. That's whenever, just, whenever something yeah, goes wrong, just, we have to play Yeah, we just we just blame Jakey. Um, is there any okay. is there any advice you'd like to give to someone who wants to get into either acting or puppeteering? It might be different in the States than it is up here in Canada. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. But let's all assume that it's, I'll assume that it's approximately the same landscape in this day and age with all the tools that are available to us. The best way to get started is to just get started. Yeah. You want, you want to create a 
show, you can do it. You've got your phone, you've got your camera, you've got a YouTube channel, upload something and see what kind of an audience you get. And if it's live theater you want to do, off, off, off Broadway means anything. And mm-hmm. invite your friends to watch and then see what happens. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> Great advice. Yes. That is yes. my advice. That is your advice. Yeah. Thank you so Great much. Great advice. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's great advice. So um, do you have anything you'd like to say to fans of your work? Oh, wow. Um, I would like to say how pleased I am that there are fans yeah. of my work. <laughs> 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 Thanks. Thanks, everybody. I'm, I'm really quite, um, it's gratifying to learn that people still remember Wilbur and the Mighty Jungle yeah. and, and that there's yes. an audience for Ms. Persona. I'm, I'm, I'm just so glad that, that our work is out there in the world and, and that uh-huh. you all are appreciating it. It really means mm-hmm. a lot to me. Thank you. Yeah. No, 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 of course, no, no, yes. How long? How long it lasted? It's still going. Last, the last episode. Yeah. It's going, still going, uh, Jake. We're, we're still talking about it. That's oh, right. Yeah. You know? That's right. For yeah. sure. For sure. Yeah. For sure. So if uh, if people want to contact you, uh, where can people find you? Um, I have a website. Actually. Yeah, that's uh, I found him. Right. Yeah. So it's. Um, uh, themikepeterson.ca I think yeah. is what it is um, and you have to spell Peterson correctly or else it won't work P-E-T-E-R-S-E-N yeah. Yeah. Yes. So, so check out my website there that's got uh, all my news and, and uh, yeah. almost everything and I, I think that there's a anti-bot uh, version of my email address <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah boy yeah, yeah, yeah. Your website is going to be in the description down below, so you know people can yeah. check yes. out your website. Yes, great. great. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, to I, I guess I guess I'll uh, finish this off. Um, since we're close to wrapping up, I guess the last question to ask is: uh, since this podcast is called Jake's Happy Nostalgia Show, um, I was wondering when when you think of nostalgia, what, what do you think of, or what what defines nostalgia to you? Wow, that's a great question because I've actually been thinking about nostalgia lately. Oh wow! Uh, yes, first person to say that. Well, awesome. let me preface this by saying that do you know the classical definition of nostalgia? Uh, <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> okay, uh, oh, there's many definitions. Okay, yeah, <laughs> it used to be considered. It used to be considered a malady. It used to be a, a, a melancholy. Is synonymous with melancholy, an mm. impossible yearning for the past. Now, the definition in popular usage has evolved since then. It's no longer considered a bad thing. Nostalgia right. is now considered a good thing. It's just all yes. about happy memories, mm, yeah. happy memories right. from, the, from the past. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. Um, my... My nostalgia, like I was saying before, goes all the way back to the 60s. Yeah. Uh, I, and I, I just love uh, remembering things from my childhood and especially yes. pop culture. Pop culture is fairly new in the history of the world. Um, uh, but, you know, if I'm going to stretch back and remember 
the new adventures of Superman or HR Puffin stuff. Yeah. Or Gilligan's Island. I'm a Gilligan's Island fan. Oh, if yes. I'm going to stretch my nostalgia muscle all the way back to the original Star Trek series, uh, oh. the, very, the, the summer of 1977, which was the release of, of uh, Star Wars upon the world. That's my nostalgia. I love, I love. Almost 50 uh, years ago absorbing that into my soul and just remembering it with as much fondness as, as I have. And I still do. Mm -hmm. I still yeah. have a fondness for all that stuff. And it doesn't have to be awesome. pop culture necessarily or TV or movies. Right. I, I, I get nostalgic for Lego. Yeah. We've all got our thing. We've all got that thing that, that is from our past that makes us happy. And I guess yes. that was, that's what yeah. nostalgia really is. It is. Yeah. 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 That's thank really you awesome. so so much. It's been a blast. Thank you so much. Yeah, that's absolutely been so a blast. So I'm just gonna ask you this: yeah. Would you come back to the podcast in the future? Sure, I would. Yeah. There you um, go. We, hey. If you're gonna get someone back from Mayan Jungle or or you know, any, uh, Wendy Janwall. Well, you, yeah. oh, yeah. you know, maybe, you, know, the, uh, you, you might have might have completely exhausted anything that I have to offer. But uh, if you want to, yeah. back, sure, I'll come back. Yeah, we'll just talk <laughs> about yeah. the next time. There's so much yes. nostalgia that we can talk yeah. about. Yeah. Yeah. How about you end it off? Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, th yeah. Thank you so much, Mike, for you being part of our childhood. So, and I'm glad for for us knowing what you do. Yeah. Keep up the great work. And see what's next it. from you. And you're, you're worth, worth it. it. It means for so sure. much yep. to you guys. It really, really does. And I'm, I'm very I'm welcome. Honored, I'm honored to spend this time with you. Right. Yes, Aww. for sure. So much. I Wonderful. appreciate it. Fantastic. Fantastic. And and I and Matt close us out. There you go. Really. I was about to say you better not do it the way Jakey did. <laughs> no, it's a, back it's a long, story. long story. Yeah, long story. Long. That's story. a top five yeah. Jakey moment. Yeah, that. See, that'll I, be coming. Now, since I still have you guys here, I've seen this orange guy uh, say a few things. I mean, this blue guy now. Can I see him say All a few right. things? Are you talking about Which one? Oh, there's, yeah. two, there's two blue people. Chris. Blue, the blue guy with the orange hair. Yeah, hello. <laughs> my, name is, Chris. my name is Puppet Chris. I know basic name, but more and more is over there. There's Bean. Uh, Bean's and, the green guy yeah, right and there. Bean's the green one up there. The, hi, Bean. Hi, Bean. Oh, I forget puppets out. Yeah, I was gonna say you better get yours out. Did you? Wait, 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 hold on. There's a certain snoof missing. Oh, oh yeah. Your right turn, Julius. Oh, it's about time. <laughs> I'm coming. Hold on. Yeah. Sorry, Maria. To a lot of puppets. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, these are. These are the only two I, I have. Sure. Uh, I'll, I'll have another one. Soon. And like Matt no, said, uh, like Matt said earlier, he's Hello, building. Julius. He's building a third. Hello. Hello. There he is. Ah, oh, Julius. Wow. Julius. Yes. I, I hate this. I I hate this glare. It's, <laughs> Not the best, but the but the length. Okay. Hello. Kind of like, Hello. Uh, kind of like Philo or Guns or something. Yes. Yeah. yeah I, I get I get that a lot. That's, that's yeah. probably my favorite comparison. Yeah. Julius, I, how about you end it off? You never ended it off. Yeah, my turn to take the spotlight. Oh, fine. <laughs> um, thank, thank, thank you, Mike. It was, uh, it was a pleasure having you here. Uh, and uh, check out these guys on social media. They're all fantastic. Uh, we're oh, coming up you. on our, we're coming up on our first day anniversary very soon. Yep. Not saying who we have, but not we saying who. Let's just say, let's just say we got some big stuff coming for our first anniversary in July. It's going to be yep. big. Mm -hmm. um, yes. Thank you, folks, for joining us. Please be sure to check us out on social media, but the podcast and us in general. Um, as we said, we got some big stuff coming for our first anniversary, so stay tuned. It's going to be big. 
And um, mm-hmm. yes, yeah, yes, you're worth it. Stay nostalgic. You're worth it. Yes. Stay nostalgic. We'll see you on the next episode. Stay nostalgic. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. Stay nostalgic. Bye. You're worth Goodbye. it. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. See you next time on another episode of Jake's Happiness Doctor Show. Be sure to follow us on social media and stream us wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Bye-bye.